Milkshake IPA Pilsner's for Saturday. Anyone but Chester. Podcast built on spite. Talking beers we like. Anyone but Chester. Tune in to see where on the yummy scale it will be. Anyone but Chester. Hello and welcome to Anyone But Chester, the rootinest, tootinest podcast in all of the land. A podcast where we taste beers and have a special guest on to talk about what they would want in their imaginary bar. Tonight we have a very special guest, Craig Hannigan from Cross Borders Brewing, where he'll discuss a few Cross Borders beer and talk about his imaginary bar and what he would like in it. So yeah, sit back and enjoy. Craig from Cross Borders. So on this week's episode, we have the wonderful Craig from Cross Borders. Craig, thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks very much for having me. This is a, yeah, this is I think my first ever podcast. So very oh, honoured wow. honored to take that first, podcast. It's going to be my last as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a new record. It's about three seconds in. Someone already wanted out. <laughs> Do you want me to introduce myself, sorry? Yeah, yeah. Just tell us, uh, tell us a little oh, bit cool. about yourself, man. Yeah, yeah just like an overview of like yourself and the drinks industry and how you got involved would be amazing, Craig. No problem. Well, I'm uh, I'm Craig Hannigan. Uh, currently, I'm my title, I guess. Yeah, I'm sales representative for Cross Borders, and I'm just coming up on my third year with the guys, which is great. But yeah, I've been working with beer as such. I'm always careful about how I say if I've been working with craft beer or what it is. But yeah, I started working with beer in about 2014. So seven years ago, I used to work, I used to live in Dundee. So I studied there and I knew nothing about beer. And then I went to work in a bar called Duke's Corner. Very intimidating. First bar job just after uni and it had 30 beer lines. Oh. And I remember I was, I used to be that guy. I'd gone in before and just kind of looked confused and said, right, what do you, what, what what's good? No one liked answering that. <laughs> I, now, I totally understand why. But yeah, I used to always say, what, well, what's good? What do you like to drink? So I didn't know what was going on. So I learned pretty quickly. I started off just as a member of staff there and then was ended up being a trainee manager where I learned a lot more about beer. And we changed beer lines all the time with the 30 beers. So I got introduced to loads of new breweries all the time. It's pretty exciting. I don't know how long you guys have been drinking beer, but yeah, 2014 was kind of a big time. A brew dog was just about to open in Dundee, so that was the biggest thing that had happened for a long time, beer-wise. <laughs> um, yeah, it introduced me to loads of breweries, and I, I initially couldn't stand any of them. <laughs> I, I didn't like, I didn't like pails and IPAs. Um, I had to learn about it, but I had to just kind of force myself to. But I was also given a great beer. I was given Magic Rock Salty Kiss. I've heard of Magic Rock. I've never had any of this stuff, right. but I was given Salty Kiss, which is a, I believe, a gooseberry goes, and I just sat confused as I, I don't know how on earth they'll ever sell thirty liters of that because that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Maybe I won't write it down. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I understand the beer now, but at the time, sour beer and all the different. I was like, I oh, do I don't know. get sour beer anyway, so I'm crossing that shit me. out right now. <laughs> yeah, I worked, I worked there for a year, sorry, and it was great. Um, I learned loads about beer, but I thought I needed to take a change and try and move to a different city, which is where now, as I said, having listened to previous episodes of your podcast, this might excite one of you um, in particular, but yeah, I. I I was offered a job interview at a pub called The Hanging Bat. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, now this, we're digging this, into the This real is the mates. big reveal, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did, were you the person who created those toilets? Uh, I No. The... We should find that person, just on a side note. They might know them. Yeah. Mm. I definitely knew a story about the toilets. Right, strap in. <laughs> so, uh, so is everyone buckled? Right. <laughs> I won't quote him as such, but a story I was told. I think you should, yeah. <laughs> Definitely should. When the toilets were made that way in a previous bar job that someone who who's involved in the decision making was, an area manager had said, No one cares how your toilet looks in your pub. They don't care if it's flashy or whatever. And they always and that person obviously thought that's such a bizarre thing to say. I can understand that. I mean, if you see a place that has a kind of not very nice looking or disgusting toilet you're going to think well what else is not nice right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so then yeah. the idea to make it the flashiest toilet ever so that's when they did the barrels and the taps the taps with the water coming out were cool but the taps are amazing i'm more about the taps Honestly, than the barrels everything but... about that toilet is fantastic i would live <laughs> in that toilet so, mm. so did you take the job then yeah know? i was yep. Genuinely stunned I was offered it. But yeah, I, I had an interview <laughs> with a, now good, my very close friend, Joe Dick, and we sat for about an hour and we chatted about beer styles and such. And then at the end of the test, we spoke about, we speak about this quite a lot, but yeah, he gave me a test. He was like, yeah. I've got something to do. You just sit on with this and see how you get on. And originally it was like, what's the difference between a porter and a stout? And I was like, right, okay. Kind of expected this might come up. And then it started getting into off flavors. So there was a lot of chemicals and things. And I just kind of put my head up, looked around and went, I am never going to see this pub ever again. (laughs) (laughs) I also then went up to the bar and asked for a half pint of a wiper and true beer. And they said, we don't serve half pints here. And I pretty much nearly ran out the door and said, yeah, I'm definitely never coming back to this. They'll never hire me. But yeah, a couple of weeks later, um, they got in touch and said that they'd like me to start. So I panicked and went, I, I guess I have to move to Edinburgh now. <laughs> wow. I actually have to do it. But yeah, I, I did. And then I left and it was amazing. What an experience. As I said, I had 30 beer lines in Duke's Corner, but the sheer volume of beer that the Hanging Bat presumably also still does go through, changing every single day and how much you were encouraged to try them and engage with customers and such. It was a... It still is as well as I say. It's a, an incredible pub. I loved it to pieces. Other opportunities arose just for um, to try some different things. So I used to, well, I then went to work in a pub with 40 taps, which I actually thought was a joke when I was told that. <laughs> uh, I went to work for Six Degrees North. It still, still has 40 yeah. taps to my knowledge. Did you just have a thing where like you went to interviews and says, unless it has more taps than the yeah. previous job I've been in, I ain't working here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of this timeline that you now work for a place of 150 taps. <laughs> <laughs> My house has taps now. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, 40 lines was what I was told. And I was told that in an interview. And I guess it was maybe unprofessional at the time. But I remember laughing, thinking, really? <laughs> but no, we, we did. And I hooked them all up and got served for, I think we opened at three o'clock on our opening day. And we hooked up all those lines. And it was, yeah, it was an experience. But it was cool. We, we sold loads. We changed beers all the time there as well. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you kind of feel, Craig, that all these experiences were like, was there one in particular that kind of was like really pushed your love and education for beer out of those ones so far? Was there a particular one where you were like, right, this is the one where you just were like, oh, this is how beer works? Yeah, totally. Um, so Duke's Corner was my introduction. I'll always have a soft spot for it. You know, I didn't drink any styles like that before. But yeah, the hanging bat, the, the year I worked there, we got to do a lot of really cool meet the brewers and through some of those events and still friends with some people that we do. One in particular is um, Stu McKinley, who owns Yeasty Boys. But yeah, that is the one job for sure. Um, I can't say enough good things about that one. It was only 12 months. Because I've been really interested, like from Matt and Owen as well, I think I've been in the beer industry like not very long, but like I think your era, especially the Hanging Bat, like that kind of core group of people seem to have all gone on to do make waves. That yeah, phrase yeah. in the industry, haven't they? I would say that's a pretty, it was a pretty cool bunch of people you work with, Craig, that have gone on like yourself and others to do some pretty impactful things yeah. in the industry. Yeah, the the brewing side definitely. I mean, you've got so when I started there, um, Robin was our brewer, so the Hanging Bat has a hundred and fifty liter brew kit. He went on to work for Burning Sky and is now head brewer of Beak Brewery down in Sussex. So he's wow. Like, oh, we're all big fans. Of Let's get him on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done tremendously well. Prior to him working on the brew kit, um, another good friend of mine, Johnny Hamilton, was on the brew kit, who then went to work for Beaver Town and has now started New Barns. So wow. he's gone on hell, to do great hell. things. After him was Sandy. So Sandy McKelvey, good friend of mine. He started his own brewery now, two towns down. Oh, I don't know if you've had any of them. For, um, they're really good, but yeah, a lot of the beer, they're, it's Paisley Patterns, because that's where he grew up in. His most recent ones are dark beer. He's got a Kvayak Black IPA, which I'd never heard of before, which was really good. And then after him, yeah, I think the last person was Johnny Horn, who ah. started Walt City. So he, took <laughs> really? on, he took after Sandy. That's I think bad. he's doing now. He's... Um, Holy goat now, yeah, doing his own yeah. brewery. So, you know, that's just on the brew side. That's incredible. And then, yeah, um, and then you're at the top of the mountain, Craig. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you end up from going from Salt Horse to be at Cross Borders then? So, six degrees north was the first. That was the first when in 2016. That was the first time Gary and Johnny, who'd started Cross Borders, had put beer into keg. The brewery actually started out with the intention of being cask only. So the first time they got kegs, I remember this was always quite funny. They gave us two cask badges and it literally <laughs> just said pale and IPA. <laughs> but you couldn't miss them on the bar with the 40 taps. So they sold in a couple of hours. So um, we reordered them of them a couple of times. And I just got knowing Gary and Johnny. We'd been at similar events. We'd all gone to an event for a brewery called Moor. Do you know Moor from Bristol? I probably butchered how you say it. I think it's more. Um, <laughs> but, um, and they used to have my friend Danny working for them. She did sales and marketing for them. But when she left, she kind of said she used to do that kind of part-time-ish. 
she said that you know when I leave I think the next step you really need is someone full-time and selling beer so I went for a job interview which I remember was an unbelievably warm day and I wore still like a really nice shirt and trousers and jumper I think and I just remember melting almost before I got into the interview but yeah they they sounded interested they took me so we've not looked back <laughs> there's not a clause in the contract <laughs> three years on now <laughs> but Craig we've got two of uh well I've definitely got two of the guys that or beers that you recommended from cross borders cool. I've got the wee brawl and the uh, the heavy what yeah. was kind of what what was the thought behind about suggesting those two specifically I love all the beers, but Heavy I have a particular soft spot for. Um, there's a few other close friends of mine and who work in beer that we've spoken to about, but um, they also tend to love it. But it's just, I know cer- certain breweries make Heavy, as in they make an 80 shilling all year round, but it's just something that we unanimously, all four of us working in the brewery now, all absolutely love. Gary, our, um, of Gary and Johnny, the two guys that started the brewery, his dad used to always tell him stories about drinking um, 80 shillings in diggers. So that's the, it's actually called the Athletic Arms in Gorgi. But it's like the home of the 80 shilling, basically, where McEwen's used to serve their, um, it was something that I think before they start even started the brewery, they always wanted to have as part of the range. I think it's really Moorish. Um, I'm beginning yeah. to worry that I'm becoming a bit kind of old-fashioned, but I've started really liking kind of brown beer a bit a lot more it's yeah for me it's really interesting because it's there's very little hops to it and we've got the the heavy's 4.1 percent which is um true to the style but there's ambitions to have a lot of higher strength ones at some points you know i would love to have a scotch eel as part of the range um i believe it will happen at some point it's just kind of it's convincing others to love it as much as i do i guess yeah um <laughs> it's not it's not the highest selling beer cell I imagine out there, but it's just when it's done well, it's 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 truly tremendous. The tagline for Cross Borders Brewery originally was always um, traditional but modern. So what I like about this beer is that it respects the history of the 80 quite a lot, but then they've brought in some speciality malts. So there's some Belgian malt in there. And um, we use Bramling Cross. There is hops in it, I should point that out. But yeah, there's Bramling Cross used in the beer which gives it that, for me, it kind of gives that black currantly flavor that kind of lingers, but then you've got all the raisin, toffee and caramel. I, I've just come off the wee brawl, and like you say, I mean, compared to, I, I would go for that sort of color of beer, a bit more pale, pale ales yeah. of what I go for. So when you see it, you think a bit, oh, but that is, that is so smooth and caramelly. Mm. That, is, that yeah. is lovely, really, really nice. I mean, Cam, have you, you must have had heavy before at some point. Yeah, I really like Heavy. Yeah. I think Heavy, I've said this to Craig many times in our chats, I think um, Heavy is a massively underrated style and I would like to see yeah. more people do it. I think it's just a style that it's very difficult to get right, isn't it, Craig? And I think it's yeah. I think I think this year, possibly, I think, it's some a theme, Craig, that me and Matt and Owen have talked about is I think people just want that kind of go-to and easy drinking beer. I know New yeah. England and that stuff is really popular, but I think we just feel interested what you think but i think people going back to the pub they just want that thing that's reliable they can have a few pints of and just totally. almost that talking over beer and i think heavy fits in there perfectly and cross borders is a great example of that so 
Well, how many how Probably many times have you? For that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you heard the phrase? Oh, I really like that, but I could only have a half or a third, you know, and that's your strongest or your really hot forward stuff. And those are great. But yeah, heavy is something you could sit all afternoon on, really. And that's what I like about it. That's a lot about what we want. And that's an ambition of ours as a brewery as well. We want to be kind of that brewery you can sit in the pub with, as you say, on an afternoon and know that when you finish your first glass, you'll want the second one straight away. So, yeah. And I always say to people as well, it's, it's ironically light given the name. I know that the name Heavy comes from the history of his beer style, but yeah, it's it's not quite as dominating as a pale ale can be sometimes with its hot flavour. So, yeah. But it's not quite as roasted as a stout or a porter, which yeah. also probably needs to be a bit higher strength to be not as watery, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one thing. Obviously, I know what it is. Um, okay. for, the view, for the listeners out there, can someone describe what an 80 shilling is? Yeah. Um, so... so I know what it is, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you yeah, are you, of not, course. Not I'm it surprised is. you're not taking it away, man. Well, you gotta let us have a big talk over you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, historically the heavy um and the shilling system was introduced, it was to do with the price you'd pay per barrel. So I could be wrong about I, I started researching this a lot last year when lockdown first happened, but I remember reading that obviously your your shillings beers didn't necessarily have to be certain they didn't have to be certain colors. Like you could it, again, it was due to what you paid. Um so you could have like a pale beer could be referred to as like a 70 or 80. But what we know now as from I believe 60 shilling up to 160 tends to be what we know as you know, your Scotch ales. So that's your your malt forward, kind of ambery, ready, copper flavoured beer. Yeah, it's very old fashioned, as I say, you know, I can't remember how long ago you'd still be asking for it in that currency. But yeah, a malt forward beverage that you used to ask for by, by the price, 80 shilling. It's a cool way to define a style, isn't it? I'm not sure there's any other style sort of defined like that. Um, and the other one we've got that you recommended, that I know Matt has uh, tried this one as well, is the uh, Wee Brawl. So what was, yeah, what was the thought behind recommending that out of the lineup that you do? Yeah, Wee Brawl is kind of the opposite of a lot of the stuff I just described about loving to drink a beer all day with the <laughs> maltiness. But yeah, the, the only hop we use to dry hop Wee Brawl is Mosaic. And it's four percent, and it's it's just a favourite hop of mine. And I think it's just the embodiment of drinking a four percent session mm. IPA. You could drink Wee Bra again and again and again. I think yeah. it's fantastic. I get yeah. a lot of questions about Bra and Wee Bra because obviously we have two. So people always think that there's a higher strength or a lower strength version of the same beer. They're actually totally separate recipes. But Bra was introduced because um, I did say earlier. Yeah, the brewery originally was. Um, cask only and was going to be quite low ABV because the intention was for drinking in bars rather than packaged and such mm -hmm. but Brawl was introduced because there was a need for a higher strength beer it was going to be tropical but we use a hop called Rakow, I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, um, it's probably not as well known as your Citra, Galaxy or Simcoe's but yeah it's a, um, it's a New Zealand hop which brings a whole bunch of kind of pineapple and apricot flavour, it's tremendous but Wee Bra, yeah, 
the idea just came along that we needed a beer that was as hot forward but a lower strength beer. I think also to my knowledge it was the first time we got a hold of some mosaic so we wanted to make something special so yeah we brought will be three years old now because I was given it in my interview I was given mm -hmm. a can and told to take that home and enjoy so um so I would think I'd nailed any interview that someone I handed me a can of beer and I was like yeah. oh, enjoy that yeah yeah so but it, it seems like the atmosphere that I get from cross borders again I've I can only say I've been there I think no maybe twice we've been to the tap room once or twice but it's so cool it seems laid back oh, thank you uh, the, yeah the space is awesome um and I got really into the table tennis. I got way too competitive when uh, yeah, when that was up. <laughs> we've had a lot of requests about when that can come back. Yeah, we've done some cool things with that space. I mean, um, Fridays and Saturdays used to be pretty busy as they were, but we, we did a couple of Sunday open days in the summer of 2019. And it was my suggestion. I said we should open this up and do a cool, relaxed kind of bank, bank holiday weekend Sunday. And I thought it was going to be quite quiet. I was panicked. And it was one of the busiest days we ever had. We have this thing about, well, as I'm sure all people would, but yeah, we, we encourage dogs a lot, but we have a capacity of how many people are allowed in the brewery. And I normally have to count heads. I was actually counting how many dogs were in the brewery that Sunday because <laughs> we had 15 dogs. It was, wow. it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. But um, Toby, who does um, Jones and Sons Burgers, had come out for the first time as well. And he's now the resident... Um, food vendor of Port Bella Tap, the pub we've got here. So that was a great day. And I uh, I cannot wait until we can get people back out and do that again. It's a it's not very far away um, from Edinburgh City Centre either. I think people think it's a lot further. But you're maybe 20 minutes on a train. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's it's not it's it's a bit it's a bit unnerving when you've been only been there the once or you've never been there before mm. and you're going through the building estate or the the industrial yeah, yeah, yeah. like is am I in the right place? This, uh, this is, but yeah. it is when you're there, it's so cold. Yeah. Well, I remember one shift I was doing, a guy had turned up, and he stood for he stood by himself for about twenty minutes, and he was kind of kept looking at his phone, and I thought something's up here because he's not coming asked for a beer or anything or taking a seat, and then a girl came to meet him, and I was like, oh my god, someone's coming on a Tinder date to our brewery no. <laughs> someone's <laughs> arranged to meet up for a date in the brewery that's never that's when i was like okay we're a verified venue now we're, yeah we're, we're, we're <laughs> it's, just a, it, it's it is cool and it's something different being in the city center it adds to yeah. that i'm all about sort of especially we've not had it it's an experience isn't it it adds to that you get on a train you go in somewhere um and we were absolutely smashed on the train back in um, yeah. I don't think I've been that drunk, and it's so it's just such a nice sort of day. And as you say, it's not far at all to get to. But what what are the plans going forward then for the brewery this year? I know obviously there's a lot of uncertainty, but what what were the long term plans before this shit year hit? So the beginning of 2020, we were starting to roll out a lot more beer styles, and we're always very careful. We don't want to rush something, um, release it, and hope it is popular. We were on a roll almost, in, sorry, in my biased opinion. We were re releasing a lot of really great beers just for draft. But the one thing that is missing, we don't can as often quite as we should, but we don't have our own facility for that just now. Mm -hmm. So we want to introduce a canning line at some point, which could open up a lot more doors for special releases, you know, higher strength stuff. Remember I said earlier, a Scotch Ale? 
we would love to do yeah. that. It's just commitment to canning volume right now is quite high for something that we, we just don't know how it'll go. But um, last June, I think, again, Cammy will remember this, last June we, we launched our Pilsner, the first time we ever released a lager, which I joked about since I started. I was like, I, I can't wait for the day that we have a lager, but um, it takes a lot longer time to make properly. So we, we condition our lager for a full six weeks. Wow. Thank. So that's three times as long as yeah. a, like a regular mm-hmm. brew. So it's, it's quite inefficient almost with our brew schedule. So we are looking to hopefully get its own tank mm-hmm. so we can start making a lot more of it and just have its, its own dedicated Pilsner and make that available on bars more. Because I'm sure, yeah, a lot more people are coming around, coming back to Lager, I guess. You know, they've probably tried weird and wonderful beer styles for a while. And then same as the Logical Heavy, they've went, they want to drink something all day and that's what lagers yeah. perfect for so yeah and you know again biased but i think our, our pilsner is fantastic we just haven't got it out to as many people as we'd like to yet because pubs haven't been open or we did one canning run but yeah uh, i've got a big big plan for that soon so yeah maybe say it comes back to that thing we always talk about it's just the beer that you talk over it's the thing we always talk yeah, about sure. you don't want you want people to love the beer but you want people not to really be thinking about it like we're yeah. drinking beers tonight but you just want them to be beers that like you're not really thinking about too much and you just go oh i know you could have uh four pals could catch up on a on a great po- best podcast in the world um, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah that kind of beer where you just kind of don't remember you know you don't remember what you were drinking necessarily but then the next day you're like oh man i would definitely go back to that because it you kind of yeah. harpers back to the good moments and yeah, I don't know what you three think but that's certainly when i yeah since i've been in beer that's the way i've always seen beer i think I've met too many people where it's far too technical, you know, beer, beer's beer, you know, it's there to yeah. be a bit of a lubricant and something that's can be enjoyed will, with friends and family, you know. Will you bring back the Keller Hells though? Was that what it was called? Remember was Keller Hells? That was, that was great, wasn't it, Craig? That was tremendous. Yeah, I've always remember... talked about this. Yeah, no, it's not coming back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I asked, they were like, good talking camera. I was like, all right, I'll see myself. <laughs> I remember having that with you in Dundee. Remember we went to that Innocent Gun Festival? Oh my God, we did. Yeah. And that this, that, that was, so, was spectacular. What, yeah. What a weird event that was, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Craig were just standing at the stall together. Just sort of, it was so quiet, Matt and Owen. And uh, yeah, me and Craig just spent like 12 hours just chatting and like, just, I don't know, it was just, it was an innocent, basically it was like Innocent Gun and Friends, but like, everyone got free innocent guns so me and craig were like oh, this is oh. a quality day out like yeah yeah definitely. That's, yeah. <laughs> no one wants our beer like craig <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it was also a sunday on a yeah. <laughs> dundee a dundee sunday is not normally a big dundee day sunday. for people drinking so but i think yeah. though as well craig like something that uh three of us have talked about with a lot of people is that like, i think people are just looking forward to getting back into that sort of pub or festival setting is yeah, a, yeah, a totally. big thing isn't it man Another big thing, though, we, t- we turned five in July, which I can't believe. But yeah, Crossborders yeah. will turn five in July. So there's a, there's been discussions of things we wanted to release for that. But um, I won't say anything in case I disappoint people. If we I was going to say, can, we, can you leak them now? No, because <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I'd be really sad for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we turned five. Every year we had a birthday, we used to launch beer at the Stockbridge Tap. It's a great pub. Um, they launched the first two ever draft beers of cross borders, and in 2019 we did an event with we took we only had 
two beers at the first event in 2016 and in 2019 we took over 10 tarts which was really cool so i'd i'd love to have an event there in july but obviously we don't know how it's going to go the same month uh, almost a few days apart yeah portobello tap's going to turn two years old which i can't believe because it feels like wow. it's barely been open because obviously we missed a year of existence so yeah there's a few things for that so we're going to need to start making some some big bold exciting beers for that we have a new beer which i'm yeah i believe should be launching next week it's our third new england pale so last summer we launched we did a citra equinox new uh, sorry new england ipa in cans and it was fantastic and then we did mosaic enigma in november so this is going to be our third one which we've kind of timed with hopefully some beer gardens being open again so we're doing galaxy enigma new england pale which are two of my favorite hops just a really sessionable 4.5 percent just uh suppose it's overused but yeah it's, it's gonna be a juicy wee banger i suppose so <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. i'll, I'll need to get you all some, i'll send some to you all oh, <laughs> it should oh. be arriving next week i think uh if you said those words all you, just, you need yeah. to say to matt it's juicy it's a wee and it's a banger and matt's uh, I, start, I need to review more beers on the podcast like that craig i think you just yeah, okay. that to review. It's no longer the yummy scale, it's a juicy, juicy wee banger scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you tuned in at the wrong moment, it'd be like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> uh, but guys, I mean, have you got any more questions for Craig specifically about the brewery or stuff? Cam looks like he's got one lined up. No. So <laughs> I actually wanted to ask Craig, over the past year, yourself and Joe, have you kind of gone back to is there certain breweries and beers that you've kind of constantly gone back to? Because for me, it's a theme that I was saying to Matt and Owen Craig that like I drank so much um, table beer by the Colonel. And I think it was yeah. going back to beers that I, because you can do it, can't you? It's like nine pound a can. It's the hype brewery. It's all good. And then kind of just, I went back to breweries that I was like, they just make really well-made beer. So now with new yeah. barns and other people, it's on my doorstep and I'm like, retreated back to constantly going after the new thing and go i know this is consistently these people make really good beer the one brewery that has kind of most certainly most recently really impressed me has been Ansbach and hop day from london we were very um, generously sent a case of their ordinary bitter which is very very similar to heavy it was 3.7 percent in a 440 mil can so we had a lot of that when you consider a case of 24 so yeah. every time i was at the brewery I would take another two home, but that was fantastic. <laughs> but um, as what you're saying is I've, I've, I've gone back for a lot of repeat beers. I guess the only two breweries that I've tried almost most things they've released have been, or I can get my hands on. I've tried Burning Sky almost every can I could get my hands on because they've just been always fantastic. And um, St. Mars of the Desert um, that I had the glass of there just i'm smitten with them they're fantastic and who else did i get but siren yeah me and gordon um at the brewery were absolutely delighted to hear when they released their nitro broken dream we got a whole bunch of that and sat and played crash team racing uh, one night Matt, we like are in a, Matt, like we're in the wrong industry. We <laughs> no, really no, are. No, I just want no, to get no. a sent. Like, that just sounds amazing. And to almost say, yeah, I'm doing it for work. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah. But you know what's even better? Craig, did you not play, for Matt and Owen, did you not play uh, Crash Bandicoot on the projector at the board or uh, at the brewery as well? Oh. 
yeah. Did you? Did you guys? Yeah, yeah we said this was this was when was it was before locked out the other lot. Yeah, we were permitted to lockdown seven. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, we have a we have a very large projector at our brewery. So we set the PlayStation up and sat and played Crash Team Racing with some Nitro Broken Dream, and it was absolutely tremendous. It's very good. Just sounds amazing. Any jobs yeah, going? It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, right, not for you. I'm not, not bad for you. That's not the interview is going to be. Yep. I've got a new segment before we start. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. The part, right. I've got four questions okay. for you. Answer yep. them as honestly as you can, just to get the juices okay. flying. Ideally, I should have done this at the beginning, but <laughs> done now, isn't it? So, all right, you That's ready? Good four questions. For next episode. Yeah, yeah, it's trial and error now. What's the first beer you're going to get once lockdown is over? Oh, that's tough. You need the countdown clock. <laughs> you're losing money here. I probably want, yeah, I probably want something on cask. As uh-huh. that's not been something I've been able to have before, so I'm just I'm okay. going to think of something hoppy and pale and delicious from a cask beer. And because it's quick fire, I'm going to I'm going to suggest something from Almasty because okay. the state state bar in Glasgow, I had a tremendous pint of Almasty once, and it's just stuck with me. So yeah, wherever I can get that again, I'll be doing that. Solid, solid answer. All right, what's your favorite style of beer? Favorite style of beer. If you have one, you can just say they're all good. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Pale ale. <laughs> It's Tell so big, but what can you go wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. So All right. good. All right. Would you rather be a tree or live as a tree for the rest of your life? What? 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 Yeah, that... Be a tree? Wait. Would you rather... Yeah, physi- oh, sorry. Physically would you, be a sorry, tree. Would you rather be a tree or live in a tree for the rest of your yeah, life? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's those are the same things. So that much I, just <laughs> I would much rather live within a tree. Instead of being a tree, no, but I'm talking yeah. like like Lord of the Rings Ent sort of trees. You can walk about and be walking, talking, but you'd still be. A if tree. I was the tree, you mean? Yeah. Wait, so you can... that changes the answer. So you're basically saying you can be an Ent, or you can be live in a tree, live yeah. in a tree. Yeah. And am I As a human being. to leave my tree, or you're never allowed to leave the tree? Why would right. you? Why? That's a stu- I'm sorry, Craig. I don't know what you're going to answer, but that's a stupid. There's only no. Nah, I'm glad I've got all the fact because that was. Initially, I was definitely swaying towards one answer, but um, I'd be the tree man. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd freak people out. I would just kind of sit at the end of the bar with a pint, (laughs) being a big thing of the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. But how? I mean, you'd have to be. You'd have to have serious motion grip. To get the yeah, it'd have to be in. like Groot, I guess, from yeah. the Galaxy. Yeah, well, I'm really gone into the logistics could of you, that. Could you be like Groot? Could you be Groot? Be I would love. You need to. a lot of physical therapy, I think, to get the. Uh... Just say I am Craig, <laughs> <laughs> and just sit in bars drinking pints as a huge lanky tree. Yeah, just getting pints of I am Craig constantly. How can you go wrong? I'd love you to have a local and they see me. Oh, he's fucking back. I'm Craig. <laughs> I'm Craig's back. That's another 20 glasses we're never going to see again. Yeah. So. Oh, that goddamn tree guy's back. <laughs> Last question. If you could destroy okay. one beer off the face of the earth, what would it be? Oh, great question. I'm probably going to destroy it on the behalf of a lot of other people, but this sounds ridiculous. But I admired it for what it was. But Demolin Brewery, who I really like, 
once made a wasabi saison. Oh. Yeah, that's the face that you would oh. make if someone offered that's, you that. That's too far. Oh. I've gone too my, far. My friend that worked in a bar actually said he was like, I'm going to open this for us all to try. I'll pay for it, but we need to try it. But I remember saying, I remember what I'm going to defend it for was it was exactly what a wasabi saison <laughs> should taste like. It was, it was so true you, to its style. They nailed it. But but it was, it was revolting, though. You should never make that. Right. And I actually, I actually brought it up at their brewery once, and it, I was told it was a taboo. Like it was like, don't speak about that. Really? That was a, that was a, yeah. I was like, I, someone heard me say the words, and they were like, don't, <laughs> don't bring up the savvy says on it. It's bad. <laughs> so yeah, it's the golden <laughs> rule around that brewery. So, Craig, moment. We are the builders of this bar. Okay, you dream it, and we will build it. Okay. Full stop. I'm going to ask you the first question, and it's a very simple question. Do you have, like, an overlying theme to this bar? Absolutely not. Did you do your homework? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Easy one. I was about to say silence might be the theme, but that's not correct, because I know you're going to ask me about music later. What I was going to say, and it's going to probably sound really cheesy, but I'm not very well-traveled, but a lot of the pubs we have in Edinburgh are fantastic. So a lot of what I have in mind are pretty much based on a lot of pubs I've been to. Okay. So this is like a love letter to Edinburgh. Yeah. In essence, right. Okay. You have absolutely that. romanced the hell out of that, Smith. You said that, that, that yeah. Matt. You <laughs> A love letter to love letter to Edinburgh. That I did do I've a gone to journalism class yeah. in, in Singapore. We, that's so. how we yeah, we I mean that we met. That we that's met. We met. That's, that's yeah. how we met. That's I mean, that, I, it's that getting is, so lovely now. It's all romantic. I know. <laughs> but if that was a theme, if someone said to me, I mean, if you go to this pub, it's a love letter to everything good about Edinburgh bars, I'd be there. I'd be because I think as Craig says, it's just some awesome bars you've got here. So I, I dig that theme. I get <laughs> toilets. I get as well. I get toilets. <laughs> that should be another question, just add is what the toilets would be like. I'm going to add that. Craig, you're going to have to think on the spot about this, mate. But I'm going to ask you about what the toilets would be like in this bar. All right? You can think about it now. Won't ask you now. I'll ask you later. And um, you can have a think about it. Cool. What sort of of ambience or feel do you want about the place? What do you want the people to be sort of mood-wise? What do you want to give off in this place? I don't like the pure silence thing too much. Mm. as in no music but the environment i would want is people i would want people to interact with others want them to talk about what they're drinking or etc etc and that a lot of that comes from i have a lot of people i would call close friends now who were customers that when i worked in pubs and i love that got to know one another for me I, i would have served them or bumped into them in other pubs and such one thing that's yeah it's very very important is that there has to be an atmosphere where people feel comfortable enough to speak to everyone else. So you imagine I used to work in Bow Bar. It was almost like you had a row of people that would stood by your bar and speak to your bartender. That's of the utmost importance to me is you have to be able to have a friendly bartender that can speak to the people. But yeah, that was one thing I was going to say. Size is incredibly important. And I think I would have quite a small bar for that reason. Okay. I wouldn't want too big a place. I would want people to probably stand by the bar and drink their beer there and engage. A lot of bars I can think of that are similar, you know, we've spoken about a few of them, but Monte's, 
Cloisters, Dreadnought, yeah. Bra House. These are all great examples of this, like a pub where you can sit at your bar and talk about what it is you're drinking or enjoy it with some friends. Someone described Bra House once as the kind of craft beer cheers, which I thought was hilarious. Because it was. Sometimes when we'd go in, people would be turning up all the time and it was everybody knew everybody knew each other and that's fantastic so yeah i really mm. like that the salt horse bar size wise is perfect for that too that's that's really yeah so that is really small you're talking about like, small yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that is really small how many people can we fit into this place at one time oh, one person <laughs> yeah, it's one me person. and the barman one person in the barman, you get a slot. Things like the bar is just it's a cube awkward outside. small talk with one person yeah. just maintaining <laughs> eye contact the whole time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure capacity when I worked there was 50 on either side at Solhorse when I worked there. So I'm going to say 50 people or max are in the bar. Uh-huh. So your, yours then, would you encourage a standing area that you could kind of stand up at a bar, chat, and then you're still yeah. able to say, so, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'll will take the next one then. So I know it's in a I know in a sort of this fake world, you've only got one beer, one wine, and one cocktail. You can have like if it's if it's a style of beer we've had or, or a style of wine, that's fine because we've had some people go, oh, we just can't can't sort of choose that. So what would your beer, wine, and cocktail be if there was one exclusive to the bar? All right, well. Uh... I think I'd I'd have to go table beer as a style. I'd love to have it as the eighty, <laughs> but no no higher than like three point three ish percent hoppy pale. I'm pretty sure everyone mm-hmm. can sit and drink that all day, and yeah, it's a bit different from lager, I suppose. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with table beer. I think I'd be at my happiest if I could stand in front of a a kernel table beer all day. Wine. Yeah. I'm just going to keep everyone happy. It's rosy. Every like, oh. well, red or white, rosy. <laughs> rosy. He's not wrong. You, you, oh, I can't get, do. Yeah, that's, I really everyone's rosy wine And the cocktail that is tough because I would say I'm a huge margarita fan, purely from having the mass amount of margaritas they serve you in Bodega. Have you ever been on Leaf Walk? Yeah. Have I been? Yeah, I think I've been Bodega. I've definitely heard of Bodega. I'm not sure if I've been in it, but I've definitely heard of it. They serve a very large quantity of that to share between friends, and I love that. I also recently had a coffee old-fashioned from Nauticus, and I must admit it was mind-blowing. I hadn't had a coffee in so long, and that yeah. was very well done, and I thought this could please everyone as well. So never heard of a coffee old-fashioned. No. We, when, when, when people have said espresso martinis... In the past, Matt and I get very excited because we think that yeah. we think it's quite classy. But um, yeah, coffee old fashioned sounds really interesting. I don't, I don't think it's for everyone. How does that work? Yeah, sorry, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what they used. I don't know if they used cold brew in it or not. But I had it with a Thornbridge Brown IPA, which is very good, and I was over the moon. What appearing? Tremendous. Wait, so you had that beer as like a chaser with the. Coffee old fashioned. Yeah, beer in a glass and the coffee old fashioned on the side. It was tremendous. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, what would you go? Is that the one you go for then? A coffee old fashioned or or the margarita? No, I'm going to go back to the margarita because it's <laughs> a tangent left turn out of nowhere. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, great. I'm going to go back to margarita <laughs> just because I think it's something that's great to put in a giant jug and share with friends. Yeah. 
It is like a yeah. It is a good friendly good cocktail. sharing cocktail. Yeah, yeah. sharing. How many, better than my word. How many? <laughs> yes. How many are you getting out of the sharing pitcher? Uh, I mean, what were you? What were you, you were talking like? Four or five or four's six people? Good, isn't it? Four is a good number, isn't it? Four's yeah. a good job. Yeah, we shared it between four when we had it, but I think it was enough to give you two short glasses each. So nice. Yeah. What okay. bar snacks are you going for? So the first one is free for all your customers, and the second yeah. one is a paid item. So let's go with free first, my man. The free one is a is a debate I'm going to bring up, but I'm going to give my side of it. I'm going to offer everyone bacon fries. And the debate I'm bringing up is I think bacon fries are 10 times better than scampi fries. That's a huge call, by the way. Scampi fries versus bacon fries. But I'm giving people bacon. I love bacon fries. That's a tremendous bar snack. So I have a question for you. What are the three reasons that bacon fries are better than scampi three, fries? Three, not just the one. No, well, three. three. I need three. Because if you, yeah, I feel three. if you love something that much, you'll have three things. Yeah, I feel like Craig's already cocked and loaded. <laughs> Look at this. So, stop you there, Cam. I've got the three. Number one, absolutely, is scent. <laughs> the scent wrong. Fries is off doing. It's not wrong. Get the senses. Number two, yeah. texture. Because I believe a scampi fry is like a pocket, where like you, like it's got air in the middle. Whereas a scampi fry is just tells you what it. Is. Sorry, a bacon fry is just a no frills imitation of a bit of bacon. And my third reason, it actually tastes like bacon. <laughs> scampi fries is just uh, sold me there. Yeah. I don't I don't dislike scampi fries, but it's a pack of lies. <laughs> It's, uh, it's just a pack of these little lemon things that a fish has never seen. <laughs> I know there's no. Hey, Craig, can I say something? I've never had the chance that your delivery of things is wonder. You're dry. So it's be- <laughs> nothing but. Uh, it's a bag of lies. Nothing. <laughs> no emotion. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> nothing like scampi. <laughs> this is genuinely a rage of his. You can tell it's just yeah, like. <laughs> that was immediate. Craig's got topics now. He just, he just hates scampi fries. Just see him in pubs and be like, "Get that shit off the wall." Right I'd eat them, but not over a bacon fry, not at all. Is this a, is this a debate in your household on a regular basis? By the it's way, a debate with most people I encounter. Are you? A, is this a losing battle? Or are you winning this battle? How's that going for you? I would never lose that battle. Can <laughs> Most people, I believe, are team scampi fries, but bacon fries are a far better pub snack. And I'll die on they, if you were talking to Craig, you think it's going really well, and then they bring up, by the way, I really enjoy it. Do you want some scampi fries? It's like, I'll see you outside in five. I'd back you in a bacon, though. I'd back you in a bacon. <laughs> I don't think so. I've ever had bacon fries. I don't even think I've ever seen them. Oh, they're very good. <laughs> I'm going to I, need to I, taste them now. Yeah, I, I, I've mm. never had them, but I love bacon. So if you can offer yeah. me something that tastes like bacon, I'm going to yeah. have it. Yeah. Rick, who does who does the best one, mate? Which brand? Oh, well, I think it's the Scampi Fry. It's Smith's that do bacon fries and Scampi Fries, I believe. I believe the same people behind Salt and Shake. Smith's. No. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so. wow. Okay. Good name, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Very good name. Okay, I'll give these a go, and we'll get back to you. That's going to be yeah. yeah. We'll review these. 
Um, my paid for snack. Yeah, though, yeah. paid. My favourite bar snack, which was, re- I'm trying to be fair to all, so I don't know if I should have a meat option. However, we used to have slices of chorizo with a mustard dip at Six Degrees North. I've, uh, if I had this, wow. I think I might have had this yeah, at Six Degrees North, good. and it was amazing, like actually amazing. Yeah, so good. Go for go for the meat sack. It's whatever you want it to be, but that is. Yeah. That's it. I'm yeah. just going to come It's chorizo and, chorizo and mustard. Two things I love in this world, chorizo and mustard. I, I Craig, I'm in. I'm in. I didn't have chorizo. Deborah Meaden, she's in. Greatest <laughs> bar you've ever imagined. What What can I have? Table beer, rosy wine, a margarita, <laughs> or bacon fries and some chorizo. <laughs> you see yourself in. <laughs> that is a cracking lineup, by the way. So far, down That's to question four. I, I mean, Cam's there. It the is. Menu is it's hot. The menu is hot. Yeah, I've never. I'm Shit. still not fully converted because I'm a big scampy fries kind of guy. Yeah. But I'd be willing to. Yeah, I trust Craig's judgment. What I'm waiting to hear about what the toilets are like. But right now. <laughs> Okay. I really like that this podcast has just been, it's like a running joke where we've actually managed seriously, really genuinely lovely people who've come on to give their Thursday evening that great cast to talk about toilets. That's a really, oh, yeah. just mildly it was, amusing. It was you. James from Monty's where he's already got it and Matt is now questioning him on his toilets. <laughs> he started talking about toilets and I asked him what his toilets were like in Monty's because I've never been. Oh. People want to know. <laughs> people don't want to know. I mean, you guys, you guys have been in the toilet. You tell me, but they sounded magnificent. It's a fucking toilet. It's a normal toilet, mate. Look, he wanted to talk about him. I just gave him a gateway into it. All right. You could tell he wanted to talk about it. You could tell he wanted to talk about it because he didn't go off the topic. All right. I kind of already, from what you've described about your bar already, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe making an assumption that I am incorrect here. But are there any amusements in this bar? Is there anything that you wouldn't expect? Is there like a pinball machine? Is there oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. quiz machine? Anything like that? <laughs> yeah, pinball machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll go with the first one. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what, maybe I will bring something in. Maybe I'll have a very small bar but with a huge back room with a table tennis table. In respect to our tap room, and the drunker you get, I imagine, the funnier it would be to watch people do it because that yeah. must be a thing at the tap room that you see the drunker people get well, doing it. it. Yep, you've said earlier that you would have some music, particularly not loud, but what I mean, what music would that be? Is it going to be live? Is it going to be because we've said to people in the past, you can have literally anything oh, if you okay. wanted Freddie Mercury up on stage playing you could have freddie mercury mm. so i guess that shows how little my imagination is that i've only picked <laughs> like a table tennis set and like, <laughs> i don't know i think going back to my point though i do really enc- i want to encourage people to speak but a good playlist is key i'd probably outsource the work i'd probably get someone to make a playlist and it's probably going to be Either Johnny, as I mentioned before, from New Barns, who was quite good at doing that at the Hanging Bat, or my pal, my pal Wes, who used to run Salt Horse and Blackfriars. They make a good playlist. What sort of music is on that playlist? 
Well, specifically once me and Wes put on a lot of Cambodian pop music when we were working in the Cross Borders tap room, and that was tremendous. So I'm going to go with that, actually. Cambodian Cambodian, the niche market of Cambodian (laughs) pop music. Is it, I mean, obviously I'm going to, you're going to say yeah, and I I think every listener after listening to this is definitely going to Google it. Is it worth a Google and a listen? 100%. Yeah? (laughs) Okay, uh, it's the first the thing nights, I'm gonna yeah, search. Has just been yeah. Sorted. Cambodian pop. I've no. I don't even know what that could be I like. Know where to be. Yeah, fair enough. And then the last question that no. we've got in the what? No, okay, not the last. One of the last questions, yeah. Craig. Um, question, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is are there any quirky elements uh, that you'd like to add to this bar? And we've had people say. That they want medieval jousting in the middle, they want Guinness pools, they want all sorts. So, is there any sort of quirky elements that you'd want to add? I really, I'm really veering towards just saying no, and, just I, I, and that's fine well, as well. Like, that's fine because Cammy, Cammy came on, and it's quite interesting actually. Which uh, I was going to say at the end, you, your two guys' bars are quite similar. Okay. And for people that work in the industry, no, we know good taste. What can we yeah, say? But, yeah, but, but it is just a bar where Cammy described it as like somewhere where you just go and sit and chat. The only quirky thing I think I would introduce to my pub, and it's not a constant, but I would have a bingo night once a week because I used to go to Cornwall every every summer, and I loved the little Cornish bingo night. So Cornish bingo Thursday or something would be a thing. Bingo or a raffle, because I'll mention him again, but um, Joe Dick, my pal who we used to previously work with at the Hanging Bat, had a raffle at his housewarming once, and what an event. I came away with a deck chair that I wasn't expecting to win. At housewarming? That's such a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) The chances of winning are high. There's not many people going to get a a raffle. (laughs) Everyone's a winner. Yeah. It was a great, great <laughs> and then he did another raffle at his wedding. What really? Oh, his wedding! His wedding yeah. at Salthorse. He raffled off some items that I think they just wanted rid of, but it was fun. <laughs> I'd have yeah. What kind of what kind of prizes were on offer out with the deck chair? Uh, a lot of James Clay point of sale merchandise. <laughs> That's why I now I'm the proud owner of a flying dog extra large bowling shirt. Offer <laughs> offer deck chair. These That's cool. Treasured items. So you're going to have both then, bingo and the ra- a raffle. Halfway through the bingo, there might be a raffle, yeah. Swiss, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that. I'd lose my, I genuinely would lose my shit <laughs> if we were, were going to pause this bingo for the raffle. Yeah. Oh. yeah everyone wins a prize. Yeah. Mm. Go on in, Smith. Ask your question. What are the toilets like okay. in this pub? The only thing I have to, and I must, and I, I'll, I'll have a lot of time for him, but I'm just astonished about a bit of promotion James gave for his own toilet. Because I feel the male toilet, it's the actual sit-down toilet itself is not very spacious. So that's the only criteria I have. There has to be a lot of space. Spacious I feel like your, your knees are nearly touching the door in the toilet in Monty sometimes. So it has to be spacious. But credit to where it's due, love the colour scheme. <laughs> the colour scheme is bold. Oh. The yellow kind of blue, yeah. love it. 
So I think we should make this like a thing, by the way. This would be a nice theme because we've had Craig on after James. Be like, what do you make of the toilets in <laughs> every episode? <laughs> yeah, it just needs to be a bit more spacious. But other than that, love love the theme he's gone for. Wife will be happy. So, so you just want a spacious toilet and happy with yellow. You want to poop with three knees. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mm. That's like a hashtag, isn't it? You could get that on a t-shirt. Free the knees. Free the knees. Free the knees. Free the knees. Free knees. I've actually <laughs> written that down. Free knees. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, Cam, Matt, any other questions about the bar? I guess we just got the last one, which is the name of this bar. Do you have oh. a name? I feel it's got to be quite in keeping with the old man theme and probably go with Elastic. I feel like Hannigan's would be quite a good name for the pub. You can see yourself inviting a few mates down to Hannigan's. That's very true, actually. I've got someone who listens to this podcast quite a lot. His last name is Hannigan. And he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be absolutely fucking buzzed at this. (laughs) uh, I think you could have described any pub. Now the fact it's called Hannigan's, he'll be like... You'd go to Hannigan's pub for a good pint. Um, about this in the past, my friend always said I should have a promotion where you get a free drink if you say Hannigan. Ooh. But I'd go out of business very, very quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be so good that I have to let them have the drink. But yeah, go. <laughs> okay, great. This is going to slightly, slightly put you on the spot here. Oh, really? uh, what we like oh, yeah. to do as well, you don't have to do it straight away, but we're going to give you a minute. You don't need to use the whole minute. But it's an advert to tell sell your uh, pub or bar. Mm. Right, so a minute starting now. Hannigan's. A welcoming, <laughs> friendly bar with no beer over 3%, no beer too white or too red. Margaritas for all. Table tennis in the back and plenty room to go to the toilet. <laughs> and a playlist curated by someone else. Welcome to Hannigan's. There you go. Hey, oh, nice. so that, nice. yeah, nice. Didn't mention the Cambodian pop music there. I thought that was going to get a mention. <laughs> yeah. but... I'll leave that. I don't want to discuss it too much because I think once you look it up, you're going to be really, really intrigued and surprised. <laughs> Cambodian. It's, it's those sort of pubs. It's that experience we've all been missing. I think that your pub in uh, encapsulates. And I think, as you say, it is if it is a... Love letter to Edinburgh's uh, finest pubs, then you're on to a winner there, mate. I'd be there. Uh, mainly for the Cambodian. I, I really want to go there, though, for the bingo and the raffle. That's getting there for the large toilets. <laughs> yeah, huge toilets. <laughs> you can't say that for granted as well. Oh. The uh, the spacious toilet. Mm-hmm. You know what I also I don't get is um, when you go to toilets and the toilet seat is gone. What? And they take the yeah. toilet seat off. What for the night time? Yeah. What? No, yeah, no. Yeah. Really? Well, places where they've taken the toilet yeah. seat off. Obviously, I'm not going to nice establishments. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. take the toilet seat off in the night time. Seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What for? There's got to be a perfectly good reason why, but I don't know it, and that's what's. Yeah. I don't. Like, I, I always thought it was to stop people pooping, but the I mean, fact that's that really this is general practice, it's not just like one or two pubs do it. It's nationwide. That would be a very valid reason why they could do it, but why would they want to stop that? 
You just hover. Hover and hope. Do that. It's hover the name of my hope. bar. Hover and hope. Hover and hope. Be You're literally like the real life embodiment of Alan Partridge, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hopper and Hope. I've never ever seen that. Maybe I'm not going to the right places. No, we're not. We're not, not going, going to Hannigan's or and that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hannigan's after nine o'clock, those toilet seats are coming off. So <laughs> Craig, they are the owners. They're a screwdriver. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> it's five to nine. How long are you gonna be? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, How long you been hovering there, <laughs> Craig? I really like your bar, man. I think it's a good bar. I think the three of us would be there. And uh, yeah. By the way, just to interject on the Cambodian music, by the way, there is a whole rabbit hole on Spotify and YouTube. That if anyone that is listening, you could really get involved in here. There's oh, I'll be going down it. A playlist oh, that has over 150 songs of Cambodian pop music. Uh, a guy called T Cambo. I'm Cambodian. <laughs> <laughs> his song title is I am Cambodian. I am Cambodian. I've never wanted to listen to anything more like a music genre. And more the in my music life. video is everything you would hope for and love. Yeah. Well, Hannigan's, yeah. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig, thanks so much for uh, joining us tonight. I know it's been um, a bit weird at times and probably a lot less unprofessional than you expected. But uh, yeah, th thanks for taking time out of your Thursday evening. So I've really enjoyed it as always, guys. Pleasure. Yeah, Craig, absolute legend as always. And really appreciate you coming on. I think this is another cracking wee episode. And season three has got off to an absolute flyer with James and Craig. If you want to go check them out uh, or go have a look at the Cross Borders beer yourself, listeners, is crossborders.beer. Go see all the uh, variations they have and what, what's on offer. And then on Instagram, it's Cross Borders Brewing, all one word. Go see them; they have some really nice photos. Go buy it. Yeah, and if you're in, I think if you buy it, yeah, yeah. And if you're in Edinburgh, definitely go check out the tap room when it opens because I think, as you say, it's such a such a fun experience. It really doesn't take long to get out there, and the port's better tap. Even if you're not in Edinburgh, go on Google Maps, check it out for yourself across borders at home. It's Put like some table there, tennis on in not. the background. Yeah. Like <laughs> and then, there, to really not. put it all together, some Cambodian background. <laughs> if I go to... If I what go Craig's to the, doing. Yeah, the cross-borders tap room next time and it's not Cambodian pop-on, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Again, thank you, listeners, for coming in, tuning in. Please add, rate, subscribe, all the podcast jargon. Please do leave us a nice review. And email us in if you fancy saying anything. Anyone but Chester at hotmail.com. And that's goodbye from us for another week. Thank you so much.